Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Welcome, guests. On today's episode, we'll be discussing genetically modified organisms and the controversy surrounding them. I have a wonderful panel with me today. I have Craig Frost, the CEO of Breathe Organics. I have Ray Chang, who is the board president of Florida Organic Growers and Consumers. And I have Ram Krishnan, who is also uh, with the company. He is the CEO of Quality Certification Services. Thank you, Jessica. We're so pleased to have you. Um, as an industry expert on genetically modified organisms, can you give us a rundown on, number one, what are they, and why is there so much controversy surrounding them? I can probably talk about why some of these issues are really a concerns to many consumers. Um, let me try to simplify things so people can understand. When a person gets bitten by a snake or a spider, it causes reactions. So it, it actually, when they bite, they, the venom is injected into their bloodstream. So what is a venom? Venom is basically, in simplified terms, is, is basically something, a protein particle, a foreign protein particle from a snake getting into your systems. Right. And people get killed because two things happen at that point. One, it triggers a reaction. The toxins or the protein particles from the venom, in the venom, is causing problem. The second one is reaction produced to those protein particles by your body, causing sometimes death if it is not treated at the right time. GMOs, in many ways, is very similar. Okay. You have a foreign protein, foreign DNA, foreign RNA that has been inserted to a vector, and then now it is being in your, you're consuming those products. Your body is bound to make some reaction to those external particles. Sometimes it could be dramatic. In some cases, it could be dramatic. But sometimes it takes a long period of time to express those reactions, your body's reaction to those foreign particles. To so really have an effect. So to really have an effect. The challenge, though, is the absence of independent study. Okay. Um, there is, because biotech companies control the source materials, not anybody, any independent researchers cannot do the research. In fact, it is prohibited. So any published materials that's out there is either funded by these biotech companies okay. or the research has been done by themselves, making it very difficult for an average consumer to know whether this product is safe or not. So in the absence of a really peer-reviewed independent research, you have to rely on logic mm-hmm. and you have to rely on common sense. Absolutely. So if you go with that logic, it is very easy to explain. Um, and, and if you go with the logic and common sense, we can understand and say, hey, very similar to the, the protein of snake bite I explained, it is bound to cause a reaction. So GMOs is meant to cause some reaction in our body. That's the first part. Then the second part I can also use is that was another example that we can talk about is antibiotic resistance. I don't know if you remember, Jessica, when I used to be young, I even, the doctors prescribed antibiotics. And the antibiotics are used to be 250 milligrams right. for three right. days. Now... Recently, I was prescribed an antibiotic for a specific condition. It was 1,000 milligrams for 
10 days. Yes. What happened? Well, the, the, the thing that happened there is the, the evolution of superbugs. Mm-hmm. It is a time that an antibiotic resistance bacteria. Right. So why I'm, I'm mentioning here is because now there is a recent potato variety that has been approved to be GMO potato variety that has been approved. Okay. That potato variety is resistance to antibiotics. So when you start consuming this potato, given this common sense, given this logic, that is going to develop, eventually going to come up with something that is going to be resistance to antibiotic in our systems. Plus, right. you know, tying the two, on one hand, you have an antibiotic resistance particles that's been in your system and your body's going to react over time. Plus, you're also going to develop, you, your body is going to come up with more antibiotic. In other words, you will end up needing more antibiotic dosage eventually down the road. Because you're going to develop a resistance. Right. So to those antibiotics levels. Right. So like I said, from 250 milligrams I consumed yang to now to 1,000 milligrams, that's way, and the number of days antibiotic is given has grown. So that's the first concern that, in, that impact that GMOs can, cause, can have on humans. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that the example that you gave with the snake is a very simplistic way to understand how it can affect us. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the key point in, in my um, opinion is that it takes a long time to have any evidence, unlike a snake, it's immediate. GMO, that's why I think it's a little bit harder to um, sort of have that conversation in a very scientific way is because, you know, it doesn't express itself in an immediate way. So you can't really assign cause. Maybe you got sick because of multiple reasons and you can't really pinpoint the reason. That is correct. The other part is the absence of independent study. First part is the time it takes to express itself mm-hmm. it is bent it is meant to cause anytime you put a foreign body into your systems your system would react whether it is you know just a simple injury in your hand the platelets has to be produced to be able to the wbc white blood cell has to be produced there's always a reaction to something that's happened in your body so when you put a foreign particle it takes a long time number one uh, to understand the impact but the, there is also an absence of independent study to mm-hmm. say this is what exactly it's happening Right. And I think based on this logic, it's, it's more like, you know, the reaction might not be the direct impact on that foreign o- objects, I mean, or, or the, the particles or the, the things that we eat. It might be kind of a trigger channeling effect. So it's kind of like allergic reactions, right? Exactly. That's true. So, yeah. And then it might trigger something else instead of that, but then you'll never be able to trace it back. It may be more of the scientific study and things like that. So my personal experience is I feel like nowadays the kids are getting more allergic reactions. They're allergic to eggs. They're allergic to milk. They're allergic to a lot of different foods nowadays. And, 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 you know, obviously, it's hard to tell if it's GMO or if it's something else. That's but the point. It's hard to identify that as the cause. So are we getting more to the point where we are identifying it more easily and that we didn't know all these people are allergic to it? Or are we developing allergies? Or, you know, this, this is a, a conversation which is a bit more difficult to answer, I believe. Yeah, well, the absence of independent studies making it more harder yeah. for us to evaluate the impact of GMO. But if you just strictly use the common sense logic, we can come to a conclusion, which is what we have to do in the absence of independent peer-reviewed studies, use common sense and logic. And if you use that, we will come to a conclusions 
the impact GMA might have on our health and, and, and our, on, on human beings. I would like to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. on in the, not just human beings, but other impacts GMO has on animals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Other impacts the GMO has on the socioeconomic impact it has has. Other impact it has on environmental concerns um, and then the moral and ethical concerns. So if you look in the totality, mm-hmm. I believe GMO is meant to cause some issues overall to the humans, the environment that we live with, and the animals that lives in the earth. Wow. I agree with you. Um, can you touch on each of those a little bit individually sure. so our listeners can understand that while we've touched a little bit on the effects that it can have on humans, but can you go a little bit into de- further into depth on how it affects animals and just our environment? Sure. Well, I'll go with animals first. Thank you. Uh, most people may be familiar, last couple of years, there's been a serious beehive disorder. Numerous okay. bees, millions yeah. and billions of bees died. Mm-hmm. Well, there may be several reasons. One of the reasons is use of certain pesticides. What does that mean? It's the, the increase in use of pesticides. So why it's related to GMO? The increase in the use of pesticides is because we now have varieties. We now have crops, like example, crops like corn and cotton, right. where those crops are resistant to genetically modified to be resistant to certain pests. Right. So what they end up being is you suppress one pest, but it creating an ecological imbalance, so number one. At the same time, you're also increasing the amount of pesticides that has been applied because of using a variety that is genetically modified in a particular plot or in a particular crop. So that has been estimated, that has been increased because of pesticide use because of GMO crops is up to 318 million pounds wow. of pesticides increased. Incredible. So when Incredible. you increase that much amount of the pesticide, it has to have a serious impact on beneficial insects such as bees, such as right. monarch butterflies, such as the dragonflies. Right. So it impacts indirectly because of increased pesticide use. Using GMO crop increases the pesticide use, and then that results in creating an ecological totally imbalance, causing some things like the beehive disorder or, or collapse of beehives. And as you know, without bees, we can't live because pollination is very critical, depends on bees. So that's the... It's essential. Concern. It's essential. So that's the second concerns uh, that we have with animals impacting GMOs, affecting animals. Now, environmental concerns, um, there's a couple of things we can talk about. Number one, all those extra uh, pesticides that has been applied increased pesticide and the increased herbicide that has been applied, that is going to end up in our water systems. That yes. is going to end up in it our... It will run off. It will affect the amphibians. That's the number one susceptible species right. for this increased amount of herbicides and pesticides that's been used. So that's going to impact our whole ecological impact. And uh, I used to say in, in Florida, Ichitekne Springs that I used to go and swim when I was young, it was, it was clean and pristine and you can see through the springs itself now it's heavily polluted. Right. And, and the pollution comes from numerous factors, not only application of fertilizers, but also this excessive pesticides and herbicides that's been applied end up in our deep aquifer systems. It's um, a very sad sight to see when something so beautiful is affected so dramatically. Yes, yeah, so that's the environmental concerns. The next one is moral and ethical concerns. You know, nature used to be doing selective process selection. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in the time, human beings were sophisticated and started doing breeding of crops. That was fine. But what happens in, in the mythical concern is now we are becoming guard in taking a genetic material from something else and putting it into, right. into something else and creating a new crop. 
So that that's going to have us when we become god of ourselves. Do you think that the differences between what we used to do to for example create wheat or whatever to what we're doing now is that we're mixing species? You think that's where the line gets crossed? No, mixing species if is is a different thing. Um but even for improving the existing varieties, you know, you're now manipulating the genetic code mm-hmm. and introducing things that is never supposed to be in nature. Right. in the first place and nature has its own selection process so there is a moral and ethical question is gmo is the right thing to do so it's it's you know it's a, it's an ethical question then mm-hmm. more than anything else and sometimes what also happens is there is a genuine concerns would this species end up being a super weed a weed that is very difficult to eradicate mm. right um, you know these crops end up they express themselves and end up being a variety that is very difficult to get rid of and become a weed for example the there was a genetically genetically modified eucalyptus that was introduced for soil erosion it ended up being a weed in the us mm. so wow. that has been that has been cases like that that has happened before and and socio economic concerns also is impacting on gmo to give an example if you cannot store gmo seeds the company that produces the gmo is ultimately responsible for the patentship and and they own the rights to hold that seed so you have to buy from every year as a farmer if you look prehistorically farmers try to save seeds absolutely in some cases and you can't save seeds anymore and you have to rely on them whoever controls the seed controls the power and that's right yeah exactly and i think that's also another aspect it's driven by profit or business structure rather than um helping as they claim and that's something that's always gotten me is that they always try to use the example of the golden rice i think yes or the re- most recently the orange in florida was affected by a chinese bug or pesticides or some form where affected and you know they were trying to rectify that by genetically modifying it with spinach if i remember correctly to me it becomes if you're driven by profit when you're messing with nature it's a bad problem i think so i agree yeah it's it's always the case you know mother nature always tells us who is superior right and always. human beings always try to you know control nature but it eventually at this point of the time mother nature wins um, and and do you think it might be a problem that we can't reverse it back to how it was um it's totally possible it's possible but it takes it takes a good amount of education it takes a good amount of research it takes it takes cooperations in agreement between all the stakeholders involved in the process so it's a long process yeah yeah i think we need to have more information like these kind of being broadcast to the general consumers and so they understand the the real impact you know because a lot of these are not direct impact um the things that uh, that cause i mean i guess gmo is causing the imbalance of the variety of species and things like that uh that's something that people don't um don't necessarily feel it till it's too late mm-hmm. you know and so so i think by talking about it and we'll bring more awareness of the consumers and and that's kind of the, you know what we're trying to do here i give another example from another industry tobacco we it took 30 years for people at least 30 40 years to understand tobacco is injurious to health right so gmos may fall under that category yes and and when money's involved generally gets delayed certain subjects <laughs> whether it's healthy or bad for us well i think to summarize um i believe this is my personal opinion 
given my expertise in this area, that GMOs is not good. Uh, it has human implications. It has implication on animals. It has an implication on environmental issues. It has implication on socioeconomic issues. And above all, more and more important, it has moral and ethical questioning. Absolutely. You have more than one issue, so how can that be better? Right, exactly. No, so. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Some things we need to just leave alone the way nature intended them. Yep. Yes, and how you can do your part at home is help share this podcast. The more people that know, the better we can educate. Perhaps we can change it a little bit by little, but I think at least sharing this podcast can help at least uh, bring understanding on the subject to your friends. Absolutely. And for any of you listeners that have any questions, you can definitely feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to send us an email. We'll be glad to answer any of your questions. All right. Thanks. All right. So to all of my guests today, I thank you so much for joining. Ram Krishnan, we really appreciate all the input you've given us and all the information on this topic. And I hope that uh, you guys tune in for our next episode where we get a little deeper into this and start discussing the labeling of GMO. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 